Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in this series, we're doing called Do You Want to Get Well? Do You Want to Get Well? Before we hop in today, I thought I'd get this out of the way. Uh, the, the horribly bad joke portion of the message that you've all come to expect and hate. Uh, and uh, I, I will try not to disappoint once again. Um, why does the moon rock taste better than the earth rock? Because the moon's a little meatier. Meatier? Why was the cookie sad? Because his mom was a wafer too long. I told my llama I was moving, and he said, Alpaca. <laughs> last one, last one. What did the grape say after the elephant sat on it? Nothing. It just let out a little wine. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. We're in a series called Do You Want to Get Well? This series is based on an encounter that Jesus has with a man that's been sick for a very long time, 38 years in fact, at the pool of Bethesda. And uh, the, depending on your translation, um, it says that he was um, invalid or infirmed. Uh, it means that he was sick or diseased or weary. Um, the idea behind it is he was stuck in a very bad way for a very long period of time. And, uh, and even though he was in a place known for healing, um, he'd never gotten any better and he just sort of settled into that routine for a very long time when Jesus sees him there and I love this about Jesus he actually sees this guy everybody else had left him alone and apparently didn't have any friends or anything but Jesus sees him uh, the creator of the universe walks over to him strikes up conversation and uh, finds out about him and then uh, asks him the the question that this series is based on do you want to get well would seem like an obvious question with an obvious answer well, of course I'm here aren't I? I'm at this place of healing but it's not as easy an answer as uh, we sometimes think. Um, it's a question for all of us to think about. Uh, that, that Jesus extends the kingdom of God with the question, do you want to get well? And, and the deeper reality of that is, do you, do you really want to get well? Do you want to change? Um, will you step outside of what's familiar? Will you trust God in your life? Will you have faith? Will you listen to what Jesus says? Or, or do you really just want what you want, but you'd like a little better outcome? Um, do you, you know, and, and the reality is that the battle, the spiritual battle that we're engaged in is played out uh, in the choices that we make. When we choose to do it God's way um, we, and respond to what Jesus says, well, we're going to experience life there. When we choose to do it our way, we're just sort of falling right into the enemy's plans for us and it's a counterfeit life and it doesn't work there. And, and we talked how, a couple of weeks ago how uh, Jesus came to give us life, abundant life, full life now, uh, and the enemy has come to steal that away. That's what he does. He does not want us to experience that life. But when we choose uh, to, uh, in the areas of our life to say yes to the Lord to answer that question yeah I really do want to get well I'm willing to step outside of my comfort zones I'm willing to move away from the familiar I'll do what you say um, when, we, when we make those decisions then there's a wealth of tools uh, and power available to us 
uh, to carry on then in the walk that we have. And uh, we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, we have prayer, we have worship, um, we have the Bible. Um, we talked about the Bible last week. We talked about how Jesus is there to help us um, uh, two weeks ago. Today, I want to talk about prayer and the importance of prayer in our lives. I have some quotes for you to get started. We put these in the notes. Um, and uh, the first one says this, those persons who know the deep peace of God, the unfathomable peace that passeth all understanding, are always men and women of much prayer. That was by Ari Tori. Um, this next quote is Corey Ten Boom, who knew a lot about prayer. Don't pray when you feel like it. Have an appointment with the Lord and keep it. A man is powerful on his knees. John Bunyan wrote this. Prayer will make a man cease from sin, or sin will entice a man to cease from prayer. That's a great quote. One more. Oswald Chambers. We have to pray with our eyes on God, not on the difficulties. Great quotes to get us started in the idea of prayer, and I want to talk about prayer today. Our scripture reading is out of Matthew 26. Verse 40 and 41, <clears throat> this is Jesus, and he says, uh, it says this, Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, willing, but the, the body is weak. First point in your notes is this, the spirit is willing. Now let me just set up the, the scripture reading a little bit for you. Um, Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. Uh, he's praying, he's crying out to God about the cross and about the events that are about to happen. Um, he has uh, brought all of the disciples to the garden. Uh, he left most of them in one spot, but he's taken uh, close to him Peter, James, and John, who were kind of the closest guys to him. To be with him as he prays through this situation, he wants his friends nearby. Um, he separates himself even from his trio of friends just a little bit um, because he has to wrestle through the anguish and the sorrow that he's feeling. And so he does that. And then he comes back and he, and he finds that his friends, uh, these three guys, the closest guys to him in the world, have fallen asleep. And, and he says, could, could you not give me an hour? And um, really, it's, it's interesting when you read it, you, you see that, that that question was directed to Peter. And I think that's, uh, that's a, a, a big part of that story. Just before they'd come to Gethsemane, Peter had said he would never forsake the Lord, ever. And I believe that expresses Peter's heart for the Lord. He means it when he says it at that point in time. Yet there in the time of Jesus' greatest need, Peter couldn't even pray with him, hang out with him for an hour, without falling asleep. And, and Jesus, because he's Jesus, he encourages Peter and the disciples to watch and pay, and he also acknowledges the weakness of the human flesh. And I, I think this is the issue for all of us when it comes to prayer. Um, my deepest desire is to walk with Jesus, to do it his way, to, to experience life in him now and forever, to be his disciple, to, to follow and serve him. But sometimes... My flesh, my selfishness, my issues get in the way. And that's what's happening in this process. That we see it in Peter and we see it in us as we go. Second point is this. Um, worry and fear or prayer and faith. 
worry and fear, or prayer and faith. Now, prayer should be the highest priority in our lives, and yet it often becomes one of the lowest. Our, our busy lives and the constant noise and distractions of our lives just often keep us from prayer. Prayer um, then sometimes becomes something that we do quickly, um, over a meal perhaps, or, or maybe we remember just before we've, we, we go to sleep at night and we, we toss up sort of a, a quick, now I lay me down to sleep, um, and, it, and it seems um, that the, there just doesn't uh, somehow uh, in our busy lives have this opportunity for prayer. And, and last week we had a similar discussion about the Bible. And I challenged you um, about reading the Bible every day. And, and the challenge came from this. I, I asked you to consider um, if it was possible that the reason you didn't read the Bible every day was that you were being deceived by the enemy who wants to steal life from you. And I just wanted you to start thinking about that as a possibility. If this is a battle, which it is, that we're engaged in, Jesus wants you to have life. The enemy doesn't want you to have life. Um, uh, is it possible that I asked you last week that maybe he was throwing enough distraction into your world and keeping enough other things in there to keep you from reading the Bible because he knows how much power there is um, when we as God's kids start to read the word of God well I think the same thing is in play here with prayer uh, and I mentioned it last week but I want to mention again the other big thing if there's two big things the enemy wants you to keep you from it's the word and prayer that if he can keep you so busy and so uh, with your mind set on other things, temporary things, worldly things, cultural things, busy things, even good things, um, if, if he can keep you so busy that you don't have time in your life for prayer and the Bible, the enemy is in effect stealing life from you that you could experience in Christ. He's just, he's just so tricky that he's just whipping it away from you. He's stealing it away from you. And see, um, what I believe he does is this. If he can keep you from reading the word, then, then what happens is you end up being consumed by the fear of the culture. And if he can keep you from prayer, you end up being consumed with worry. That's the two-faceted approach. Staying out of the word will, will just cause you to be afraid, just like the culture is. And staying away from prayer will cause you to be anxious and worried in your life. And, and um, those two things, worry and fear, they're the hallmarks of our culture. Um, because it's what the enemy promotes. Uh, and, and we've come to believe in our lives that security and personal safety are the highest priorities and values in our lives. And, and that's an offshoot of being consumed by worry and fear. Uh, I'm not saying that those things aren't important. I'm just saying that what happens is because we're so consumed with worry and fear, because the, we haven't been spending the time in the Bible and prayer that we could have, we're not experiencing the fullness of life that allows us to trust in God and have faith and take risks and get out of our comfort zones and do all those things, that we've gotten so sort of comfortable even with what's not good that, that we, we start worrying about trying to hold on to it so tightly and protect it and then... Um, we're just bombarded with, with things that cause us terror and concern um, that, that we've lost the focus of the bigger picture. We've lost the perspective that we should have from the throne room. 
And, and those things together have caused us in, in many levels to stop trusting God. They've, they've weakened our faith. They've caused us to lean on our own understanding and our own abilities to try and make everything somehow work in our lives. We get consumed with trying to fix broken things that will never get fixed. And, and so I believe we can trace all of this back to the enemy cleverly um, stealing away from us those two basic priorities. Reading the word of God. Spending time in prayer every day. Philippians 4.6 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Most of you should know that verse. We've taught it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I encourage you to memorize it I don't know how many times. That and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's the rest of Philippians 4. Um, don't be anxious, it says, about anything. We read that and we think, well, how is that even possible? Because we spend so much of our time worried. But, but the reality is, if we'll make these minor shifts in our lives and get, get prayer and, and, and Bible study where they need to be, things begin to change um, for us in our life. Because um, worry and fear are the opposite of prayer and faith. And so the question becomes, uh, this week, will we allow ourselves to be consumed by our culture and become a people of worry and fear or will we remember what it means to be a child of God, a citizen of the kingdom of God, and choose to be a people of prayer and faith in the word and, and live the lives that we're called to live in Christ? So um, that brings up point number three, which is that we need to make time for prayer. Making time for prayer in your daily life. Last week I said you had to make time for the word. And remember last week I challenged you five minutes for Bible study, just five. If you weren't doing any, start with five. That's not where I want you to end up, but, but you, if you, uh, it's like everything else. If you start with the big grand scheme and don't build up to it, you won't get there because you, you, you have to build up. It's, a, it's an exercise, it's a discipline, it's like everything else, it takes time. So I said, you know, let's, let's get five minutes for Bible study. Now, prayer, we need five minutes. Let's start with five. Some of you aren't, and I'm not, and again, I say this cautiously without judgment. Many people aren't finding five minutes to pray. They're just tossing up quick prayers. And it's good to pray throughout the day too, but we need to devote some time for prayer. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So, um, and then people will say to me, I don't have time and again, it could be a trick. I want you to think about that. The other thing I always, I always think about when people talk about being too busy to pray is, is um, I, I've never met anybody too busy to worry. I just haven't met those people. And, and worry is ineffective. It doesn't, it's not, it's not the right territory. So I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, you know, boof, never worry. I'm saying, how about let's, transfer some of that time from worry into prayer let's let's just take some of it and 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 catch ourselves and start praying instead 
and, and utilize, you know, initially those simple prayers that we've taught here, like the help prayer or the oh God prayer that I taught you. You, and you think those are silly. They, what they do is will catch us in, in the midst of worry and help us to change. And, 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 and what we have to do is, is ask God to help us catch ourselves when we start to worry and begin to turn it over to God in prayer. And our prayers really just need to be simple and honest communication with our, with our Heavenly Papa. That's what prayer is all about. Um, you, you need to, over time, find something that works for you. Um, and... and uh, I love spontaneous prayer, but I also know that there's something about a, um, a scheduled, sort of constant thing in my life. And so we're going to be teaching about that later on in this series. I've got some ideas for you. And there's some, some neat sort of prayer ideas out there um, that, that uh, you can pick up. And, and uh, you know, one of those quotes I, I read, you, you have to schedule some time for prayer. I believe that. Uh, I, I think it's fundamentally important otherwise you'll, you'll just go through the day and you'll end up realizing at the end of the day you never prayed and not that you can't pick it up there but it, it should be you know something that we we start with and and get that it's a battle you know the spirit's willing it all sounds good the flesh is weak and so we just have to we have to sometimes and Paul said he had to buffet his body to get it to do what he needed it to do sometimes we just got to say I'm gonna do this and um, when we started this series, I said that a lot of times when we start making good movement, the enemy will push back, um, and that you just have to keep pressing on and he'll stop. This is one of the things he'll push back on. When you decide you're going to spend five minutes reading the word and five minutes praying, everything will that could possibly happen will happen during those moments in your life. The phone will ring, the, the something or somebody will call you, you'll think of something, you have to do whatever, and, and yet you need to really buckle down and just go, right now, nothing else is gonna happen. I was rereading this week a book um, that I read years ago by uh, a great preacher named Peter Lord, and a great guy, he wrote a book called Hearing God. And uh, I went to a conference at his church years ago. He had a big church in Melbourne. And uh, I got to sit with him at lunch one time, and it was cool. Uh, and um, just talked. And he's just a very wise guy and, and big in prayer. And he, he said that at his church, um, he, had a, he had prayer rooms. And he had one prayer room, and, and they had called this prayer room Miami. And everybody's like, why did you call your prayer room Miami? He said, well, when people call the church and ask for me, my secretary says, I'm sorry, he can't come to the phone right now. He's in Miami. And that would stop them. For, okay, no problem. Just let him know I called. If the secretary said, oh, he can't come to the phone right now. He's praying. They would say, oh, no, no. It's so-and-so. You need to put me through. I need to talk to him. And they just... Because we haven't, it's not a, and it's the truth, we haven't made it a priority. We, we think, oh, we'll pray so you can pray later. But see, he said you have to, it has to be that important to you. And I love that, that he did that. You know what I mean? He had a prayer room named Miami. And uh, when he went into Miami, you couldn't get a hold of him. He was in Miami. This was before they had cell phones. So uh, I don't know what he does now. But uh, well, he's not at that church anymore. But he's still around and kicking. Good guy. So, the question uh, that I want you to, uh, that I'm going to put out there again. We did this some time ago, but it, you know, things sort of get um, dropped. It's, there's, a, there's a question that I, I want us to 
help hold each other accountable with, not in a judgmental way or anything like that, but a four simple word um, question to help us become a people of prayer. And, and the question is, have you prayed today? And, and that with the people we're in relationship with, just loving you, say, have you, have you prayed today? And, and not to, you don't need to get defensive. If you haven't prayed today, you know what you need to say? No, thank you. Not, oh yeah, I did. Sometimes we hate to admit that we haven't done something, you know, but, but none of this stuff works if we don't get really honest. Oh no, I haven't had a chance. But, but I'm glad you reminded me, I'm gonna go pray. That's like if you ever, if you ever tell somebody, I'll pray for you, you do, you, do you ever do that? I'll pray for you. Do you, you know you better do that. That's not a dismissive statement. I'll pray for you. We're done now. So generally, you know, because I forget, my memory's not. When I say I pray for you, if I don't lay hands on you at that moment or pray for you right then, I will walk away praying for you because I'll forget 10 minutes from now that I, I said that sometimes. If I don't write it down, if I don't do something about it, if you don't, if you don't make it onto my personal prayer list, I... It may not, the Lord might bring it up, but I'm just saying, don't. See, we need to be that, that we need to take this serious because it's a huge part of our lives. So we, we need to be a people that, that trust in God, a people not afraid of everything the culture's afraid of, a people of God that can embrace the mission and the adventure of this life that he's called us to, a full and abundant life. People willing to take some risks for him when he asks us to. Have you prayed today? And, and, and just a, a good question to ask, a kind question to ask, a loving question to ask, a question that has the best for you. It's a call to prayer. It's a reminder to move away from the trap of worry and fear and, and just engage with God about what's happening in your life. And you know, just, just start talking to him about the thing, your hurts and your, your hangups, your fears, your concerns. Uh, share with him your hope and, and your joys. You, some people think they've got to have it all together to talk with God. It's not. You get it backwards. So you, you, this, read the Psalms with, you know, in your, in your, and see how the people of God used to just cry out and complain and, 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 and then figure out that you're God in the process. It's all good. Talk to him the way you would anybody else that you're in relationship with. He's listening and he, he loves it when you talk to him. And he, has, he has the power to change things and yet he, even better than this, that he, he has the power to change you. And that's the best thing. C.S. Lewis said it this way. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. Great stuff from C.S. Lewis. So, so let me just encourage you now. I asked you last week. And five minutes, just five minutes studying, reading. Let's get five minutes of, of, of just some prayer time going. And like I said, later on in this series, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some ideas about how to kind of structure that a little better. But let's just start with five minutes and, and uh, just talking. Just, and then listening. And, and uh, make a time. Just get a, get a time. Do it right there with your reading. Five more minutes. Let's add that into the mix. It, it will make a difference. It'll change you. And uh, that's what God wants. It'll help you to experience real and abundant life now and forever. Amen. Amen. If you're watching by video on television, thank you so much for spending this time with us. We know how valuable your time is. We appreciate you uh, 
uh, tuning in. If you need prayer, go to our website at keysvineyard.com. Find the prayer page and just uh, you can shoot us a prayer request and we'll be praying for you. And I uh, hope you can visit us sometime when you're in the area. Come and check us out. But uh, we'll wrap up with that tonight.